is Hubert. You think that they should hang with us? Can't feel my music. We used to dance so the lonely eyes. Monk from my monastery. Carried my bags out the door. Lit that shit with a big hit a jig. Through the ash with the cash in the knapsack. Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and right beside me is my boy Joshua Cole. How you doing, Christian? Hello, Joshua. We had a real tense moment earlier because we've uh, bet on what series we're going to start with. This is completely randomized by Brian, and we have no idea as it's going, but we made a bet. On well, you know, Christian thinks I'm a quote-unquote <laughs> criminal. Because he cheated last time. <laughs> and that I'm prone to cheating in any situation possible. I, <laughs> possible, yes. <laughs> when you think you don't have a chance, you won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you ain't shit, bro. I ain't shit too, but <laughs> but it's like just know he's gonna get the answer wrong on purpose because he's trying to throw me off the scent before we continue. You not gonna be right, yo. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, let's let's, uh, it. let's get into plugs get real into quick uh, before uh, before anything. Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram with Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At J D C O L E underscore three seven on Instagram. Pretty good. Brian Boss, uh, come on. Are you back yet? <laughs> it's not an answer. <laughs> I understood what he said. All right, you know what? I, I, I feel flattered, and I am not going to question any further. <laughs> well, in the in the event that he is, Saucy Brian Boss, he is his handle. Uh, or the Dominican Justin Bieber, as we established last time. Um you can uh, also we have uh, Instagrams and Twitters for the show at J- New Jump City. Find us on that shit. Uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any suggestions, recommendations, any feedback you want to give us. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on YouTube. I'm slowly uh, editing a bunch of shit and putting them up there. So check that shit out. Uh, search us up, New Jump City. Uh, iTunes reviews are very important. Uh, give us a five star rating if you dig us. Uh, share us to your friends. Uh, all that stuff. And Brian Boss, without further ado, spoiler alerts ahead. Jump into that randomizer. Hey, hey, hey! I'm right. Watch this. I'm gonna be right. No one's right. Samurai Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! My heart said Samurai Eight, but I got burnt by Samurai Eight last time. Um, all right. No, this is Samurai A, Chapter 15, Hachimaru's Calling. Um, we pick up, uh, I, I guess, a day later where Hachimaru's grave, uh, Hachimaru and uh, Daruma are standing before his grave, you know. And uh, Ata, uh, Hachimaru finally asks, like, okay, so what's actually happening now? And his face is very serious. Yeah, he is. Very dead ass. Like, <laughs> nah, they took my pops. I'm about it now. Yeah. I need to know everything. I must avenge my father. Yeah, very strict. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they didn't they didn't uh they didn't they didn't wait. They didn't <laughs> lag behind on that one. Yeah, um okay, so there's a lot of exposition that gets revealed here. Uh, Hachimaru asks uh Dharma what's going on and then Dharma's just like open up your head into two and link your key with my key. <laughs> it's this is basically what happens. They do they link Samurai. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that does sound pretty weird. Though. I mean, buddy, this is what happens. Yeah, they're robots. They're robobots. So yeah, yeah, it's a pretty funny visual too. <laughs> they're just like, yeah. 
Gundam and, Samurai Fighters. And they uh, they they teleported to Daruma's mind, and uh, we learn more about this is basically the series objective uh, for the foreseeable future. What's going on? Does the uh, skeleton have a wave cap on? <laughs> the, the skeleton had a do rag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I. Is that a tower on his head? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on, to be honest. Yeah. And I read this twice. Dharma is the most dramatic thinker ever because he has to come up with this skeleton dude to describe uh, this guy. Um, he uh, he was uh, a warrior who served the warrior god uh, Fudo Myo'o. And he inf- he founded the style that uh, Ata uses, the Ususama style. Ususama. Yeah. And uh, his name is Kala. And Kala wanted to be, you know, king shit of the universe. Yeah, he had he had enough power to easily destroy entire stars. I just realized the pins in his head are samurai swords. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Dharma's school, the Kongo Yasha style, have uh, just been destined to take these this guy on and, you know, fight him. You know, and uh, at his right hand is Ata the Peerless, who we've seen, uh, you know, fighting the doppelganger. Uh, in order to stop them, uh, Dharma has been sent on a mission to find Pandora's box and the seven keys that get that are needed to open it. Uh, uh, but uh, me- in the meantime, Ata and his team are looking for the Mandala's box, which we heard about last time. Uh, there are keys. The keys are Hachimaru's brothers, essentially, and uh, also Hachimaru himself. Yes, the defect eighth baby. Yeah, that was not part of the plans. Yeah, and then uh, they could have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for that meddling Hachimaru. And, uh, you know, now Hachimaru stands in between these two boxes. He is the key to either open this, this like God box or open this evil box. Yeah. And open up, open up a can of shit. Yeah. The entire galaxy. Yeah. And Dharma mentions like he, there's a reason he lost, he, his master told him he, there's a reason he lost his sight and inhabited this body. But, uh, and while he's blind in this body, there are moments where he could see everything and um he he saw the mo- like one moment where he like regained his sight temporarily is when Hachi became a samurai warrior dude i guess whatever yeah he had a vision of him looking like a samurai hokage protecting some shorty yeah it's pretty cool this yeah. is a cool panel yeah no, i'm know. not being judgmental yeah just you know, trying to paint uh, the picture. But yeah, basically, the mission is open the good box. Do not open the bad box. Uh, but in any case, yeah. we cut back to An, who is talking to the head princess in charge. Uh, she's just asking, like, are you going to leave this planet right now with everything going on? Uh, you do realize that our god, so like God Samurai guy, just got murked in the sky. Yeah, I'm very happy that they referenced that because I I was pretty sure that was a big deal. Yeah, it was. So uh, <laughs> it felt nice that he said, "Hey, uh, yeah, that happened." Yeah, and it, its consequences. It, it increasingly gets to be a big deal, but uh, there's a moment between uh, Hachimaru and uh, An where An asked to go with him. You know, they have like a little cool character moment. So. You know, she Hachimaru admitted that he lied about where he came from. This is, you know, shows her the life support device that he was attached to for years. And uh, she's she's cool with it. She's just like, we're going to work together. It's going to be cool. Partners for life, dog. Uh, and right about when they're going to lift off, um, Hachimaru jumps off of uh, Hayataro and goes over to his dad's grave. And he's I will avenge you. And then that's when they fly off. But they get into trouble because uh, the moon that Ata cut in half on yes. his way here. 
it's it's crash landing into this planet. So they, I guess that, they that is it. what would happen in, mm. in that scenario. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> what's his name again? Masashi. What? Who? Masashi Kishimoto. Oh yeah. That's yes, him. Kishimoto. Thanks for uh, being the smart guy and not <laughs> leaving loose ends like that. Yeah. Uh, Dharma summons the hideout, which is apparently a spaceship. Uh, and you know, they're, I guess they're going to deal with this comet thing. Uh, this is cool. Uh, it was good to get a little clarity as to what's going on in this series, what the agenda is story wise for this foreseeable future. And I'm interested. There's going to be a supporting cast because these other samurai that are going to open this box, you know, there's six other characters that are coming. Yeah, I'm in. glad that they clarified that, that it's not going to be all about these, uh, lame ass <laughs> copies of Hachimaru. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be about these Whoa, lame-ass na- copies na- of Hachimaru. Nanashi's na- 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 probably, man. yeah. But, okay, so and it's one person, not three, but I bet it'll be three because he's, his samurai power is going to make it so. Yeah. I'm going to call it out every time. Wait, three people? What are you talking about? Remember, he has one person on the left oh. hand. Yeah. yeah, but you said that it was just him talking. I did him, say so. that, but I feel like that's not going to be the case anymore. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see when we that was Samurai Brian Boss. America Comics randomized me. I hope he turns his sword into some gu 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 guns. Absolute carnage. Oh, wow. We're getting this one out of the way. Okay, so we're going to do a, a thing with uh, Absolute Carnage. We're going to cover the main series that came out this week and also uh, the two tie-in series that, uh, that came out, uh, starting with Absolute Carnage number two. Uh, we open with uh, Cletus just fucking wiling out on Carnage shit. And um, it, they're still in the prison. Uh, they're still trying to get through that door, that wall. And um, Venom's just like, fuck this. And they burst through. Uh, and Spider-Man and Venom escape uh, just narrowly. Uh, Osborne's just like, shit, we let him get away. And Carnage is just like, it's fine. We can track them. We are very connected with the symbiote, so we'll get them eventually. Uh, Spider-Man and Venom land. They have this cool moment where... Uh, Eddie's just like, I don't even think we can fucking do this anymore. Peter's so scared, and, you know, that is who he is, man. He's never the type to just be like, man, I'm Spider-Man. I could beat anyone. He he knows it's, he's just a regular dude. No, Venom said that, and then Peter's nah, just Peter, like, I mean, Peter's yeah, like I we got to try. He is scared, but he's like, he's very Midoriya about it, where it's just like, I can't not do something about it. He says, you fall down, and then you get back up. And you f- you hope you get up w- more than you fall down. That's how this works. Yeah, you know what? You are absolutely right. Peter was... He just looks scared in these pictures. Yeah, he's definitely not happy in this situation. But, you know, he is Spider-Man. <laughs> he's still going to fucking do the thing. Um, so uh, they basically decide to split up and try to find allies in this situation. Spider-Man's going to go after the good guys who have been touched by the Codex. While yeah. Venom's going to go after the criminals. Uh, yeah. We get a quick brief, uh, uh, you know, check in with uh, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Evil Reed Richards, the maker. That's his name. Uh, and he seems to be going through some shit. We'll learn about that in a tie in real quick. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of carnage shit happening. Uh, the carnages are just hanging out at this, uh, the spire miles underneath the streets of New York. And. Uh, Osborne is just like, you know, we're going to fucking scrap for this Carnage shit, you know, one day when all this Venom shit is over with. It's going to be me and you. And Carnage is like, little boy. 
<laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? It rips his carnage face off. Yeah. To remind him that, like, you know, you're just a human at the end of the day, and I'm a real monster. Yeah, I'm the He act. literally is a fucking zombie with a carnage symbiote. Yeah. Look, his head is connected to this weird chair. Is it? Back. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. This is, it's just real gross and nasty. Yeah. They did their job. They did a good job with the art in this one. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on the streets of New York, Scorpion and Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, are fighting a bunch of carnage hordes. Uh, Indeed they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Car- uh, Scorpion tries to make a run for it, but Venom stops. <laughs> like, Venom arrives. He's just like, yeah, you're not going to get away here. <laughs> you're going to fight with us. And uh, Which was a bad move because he gets thrown directly into Carnage's uh into Carnage's arms. And as he's about to get like absorbed or whatever, turn into a Carnage monster, uh, Miles comes in with his Venom blast punch thing and uh, explodes Carnage, which is a cool scene. I thought that was this a... Is th- which Carnage is this? This is the... Uh, I think this is... This oh, is man, I can't uh, really tell. the Green Goblin one. He's still alive. <laughs> no, he's alive. He's, alive. <laughs> he's, he's not a dead man. He but just, I appreciate you know. your sense of duty. <laughs> <laughs> Miles definitely thought he killed them, though. I'll tell mm-hmm. you that. Oh, I think it is Osborne. It looks Osborne, like Osborne. Yeah, yeah. It has its dumb hair. It's not Cletus Cassidy, God, <laughs> no, yeah. God man. Uh, but uh, Miles is unlucky because they just bring him into the fold and turn him into a Carnage monster. So, and that's the end of uh, Absolute Carnage number two. Fucking great. Oh. <laughs> He's not dead yet. <laughs> they had these. Uh, they had this like extra stuff at the end of the comic, like these uh, medical. Like a, it was like a recorded um, interview, you mm-hmm. know, scripted between the psychiatrist oh, yeah, and um, Osborne. I guess because he thought he was clear cast. It was, you know, pretty funny. Um, he was trying to get him to believe that he was actually Osborne. He was like, "No, I'm not. I'm Cletus Cassidy. There's nothing you could tell me." <laughs> and they tried to use a teddy bear to bring him back, to it's bring his memory all this back. Inside, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was really funny. I didn't really read this, but uh, was, in any case. Uh, that was Absolute Carnage number two. The main event itself is pretty great. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, there's also Absolute Carnage Lethal Protectors. It has Iron Fist on the cover, and Iron Fist does not show up in this issue. Okay, they have, and then they had Cloak and Dagger on the cover, and oh, uh, yeah, Cloak I was and wondering Dagger who that does was. not come up in this issue. And then they have this other person here. I think in that's the cover. Mobius. Mobius, yeah, sure. Whoever that is, but guess what? Mobius is and he does not show up in this. Uh, yeah, this issue. M- this issue primarily focuses around Misty Knight, uh, who the, if- one of the most interesting. Ca- okay, I said I would stop <laughs> doing that. I said I would stop doing that. I said I would stop. <laughs> she's uh, if you know her from the Luke Cage show, she's uh, you know the the detective who gets a metal arm. Uh, <laughs> she's been taken by Carnage apparently some somewhere. Web of Venom. I guess that's one like we didn't read from way back. I remember this comic coming out, but I never picked it up. Um, so yeah, it's basically chronicling her escape. Uh, it's all right. Uh, I, I'm only keeping up for as long as they have Iron Fist at some point. They explain how he how, how a lot of this kind of came to be in the first place because they was using this asylum or this like crazy house as like their kind of ne- yeah like Ravencroft their, yeah Ravencroft is kind of like their home base. So the mm-hmm. whole time it was always under like you know Carnage's rule. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what led Spider-Man to get into that trap of Venom and Osborne, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and there's also it was, this... It was uh, relevant. They they resurrect the Demogoblin. I don't know who this was. No idea. But, you know, maybe uh, you guys can let us know. Oh, uh, yeah. We have a whole producer. He's looking up. Uh, but that was... Um, yeah, it's like an all right comic. I, I imagine that she's going to run into Iron Fist and the rest. 
Uh, okay, here I have it. All right. Who Demo is? Goblin. Yeah. He's a fictional character appearing in American comic books, mm-hmm. published by Marvel Comics. Well, I thought he was real, so that's good. <laughs> that's good news. Is that it? <laughs> is that all you got? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I should have read a little bit more. I wanted to make the joke. First. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you know, he's strong. He's uh, he's got some partnerships with the Shriek. You know what? Okay, yeah, that's a Venom symbiote. Yeah, yeah. It okay, looks like uh, mutate him. He fought against Ghost Rider and John Blaze. It's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, his essence is fused of the Hobgoblin, mm-hmm. Jason Mackendale, Masondale. Okay. I don't know. There's been a lot of Hobgoblins. So <laughs> yeah. And when time. Jason asked for Nestirth, <laughs> N apostrophe A S T Nestir, uh, for is. more power in exchange for his soul. It's pretty fire. So, well, that's what he. This is the I guess. female version of it now. Yeah, it looks like a weird swamp monster. Yeah, who mm-hmm. attacks women? Well, I mean, it's a woman let's now. Let's be honest. So it's <laughs> this 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 character is a grade A lame. But guess what? She's gonna be nice fodder <laughs> for our characters later on in these issues as we continue to follow yeah. along. And uh, we're gonna move on real quick to Miles Morales, Absolute Carnage. Uh, it's basically how Scorpion gets involved in this, and not much else. Uh, everything yeah. that you see here has already been seen in the main series. Uh, it's not a bad comic per se, but it is kind of a bummer and a ripoff because literally um, all the important parts of this issue are in the main book. So if you literally read, the important things, like there's nothing yeah. that happened except for Miles having a cool moment wanting some sneakers. Being relatable. <laughs> it was. I know yeah, how that no, be. Yeah. I was like, damn, <laughs> shit is fire. But I do not got the bridge head for that. You know? Uh, <laughs> dude, it, it's you know kind of... It well, it's not even that we even, like, it was like, wow, how did Scorpio get involved? And who cares, right? <laughs> it's not even <laughs> who fuck. cares. Is that we can like, just imply that Spider-Man and Scorpio were fighting in the city. And sure. Yeah. Get so, it. Right? And that's really normal the, shit. Yeah, it's the only new information we get from this. It's kind of a ripoff. And I hope... He I, didn't even turn into a symbiote yet. The the one. last it, the last page is him turning into a symbiote. It's literally the last few pages of Absolute oh, Carnage so, number two. But what about in the Miles Morales yeah. itself? Let Look, s- he's turning into it now. Oh, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, so complete waste of yeah, time. Yeah, I wouldn't get this first issue, maybe the second issue, because. but then I would also proceed with caution. Uh, I <laughs> This is very dangling on thin... Ice with yeah, me. listen to us first and then mm-hmm. go get it. Yeah. yeah, this is the purpose of uh, doing these tie ins so oh, we yeah. can let you know, get you interested, then go find out for your fucking self, mm-hmm. you know. But that was uh, absolute carnage. And the last one is uh, Venom itself. Uh, oh man, the book isn't uh, downloaded on mine. Do you have it on yours? Oh, what Venom? Yes, I do. Could you do that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, this was a good issue. This I, is what yeah. covered what happened because, um. Remember, Eddie Brock Venom has a child. What's his name again? Uh, Dylan. Dylan. Dylan doesn't know that Venom is his dad. He thinks that's his older brother. LOL. I <laughs> guess we'll see what happens with that eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, he's also accompanied by Normie, which is Osborne's grandson. Yes. Right. Yes. And he's important because he was at once he had he was in contact with the Carnage symbiote, so he has the codex in his spine. And the maker is trying to create something to. Um, oh, this is something we also forgot to mention: is that Dylan himself has the codex. It was passed down from his mother into him. So when did we learn that? In, in Absolute Carnage number two, I forget it, it, when he talked oh, on the up. phone with Eddie. I forgot to mention. Oh well, but yeah, that we was find a quick out aside. in Venom anyway. In in, mm-hmm. in this so. This is a better tie-in because th- we get uh, th- 
it's Mr. It's uh, the maker, Reed Richards, talking to um, to Dylan, just trying to forcibly make these children experiment on this machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's what he's really in it for. You what know, he's not trying to save anybody. He's just like, I need to figure this out. Yeah, he's about to gomu gomu experiment on them. And gomu gomu. <laughs> yeah. He gets all creepy and elongated when Dylan's like, no, nigga. You heard what my big brother said and Spider-Man. You heard what Spider-Man said. I don't give a fuck. Like, he squares up with him and the maker goes all stretchy like, yeah, you know what? I'm a villain. Don't forget. I'll fuck you up. But unfortunately, they are interrupted by uh, the symbiotes we saw and anxiety uh, separation, separation anxiety. Uh, the family that has been possessed by Oh, it comes full circle. <laughs> I thought this was pretty cool. Was that a one-off issue? Was there going to be a part two? Uh, there's no part two. This is where they end up. So. Oh, it comes full circle. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Yeah, whatever, man. Why? What? What's your issue with nah, that? That was a cool story. I thought it was, it was a cool story. It was a cool story. Okay, so they attack and they start just like fucking shit up. And Maker's is not even shook. No, come on, man. That's Mr. Fantastic. The Maker just goes evil. full eyes and is just like, I had, I planned this. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, he starts uh, activating anti venom weapons. And then he tells the kids to run and he's standing there full shonen villain style with his arms crossed. Uh, <laughs> Dylan and, uh, and Norman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My machines do the work. I'm a big boss. <laughs> I like it. Dylan and, uh, and Normie make it to the back and they find some weapons of their own. So if they get past the maker, they have means of defending themselves. But, you know, the maker ain't feeling shit. He uh, he takes he gets like chokeholded by one. But then he like uses his stretchy powers, picks up one of his sonic uh, cannons and just shoots someone from the bottom of their jaw. And it's the little girl from Separation Anxiety, like the main character from that. Uh, yeah, guess what? Maker was about to smoke her right after, oh, too. Yeah. He said, I don't he's, care if you're a little kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like... you never st- stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Not he once. literally says, you know, many people would view your age as a hindrance to confrontation. I am not one of them. And he just has a fucking barrel of a gun staring this little girl down in the face. But uh, he's stopped by the other Venom's, Venom symbiotes. And uh, that, that little girl Venom, like, gets her symbiote re just repossesses her and goes after Normie and the rest. Yeah, yeah. But then as uh, she's about to kill Normie and uh, and Dylan, her neck is snapped, and there's this guy named Sleeper. Oh, no, that's the little brother's neck that gets snapped. No, I thought the girl's the, the one in the green. Oh, the little okay. Boy's the one I'm fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean it regardless, matter. for all intents and purposes, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Sleeper dude, who looks fucking cool. I don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. Brian Boss, can you look up Sleeper real fast? Yeah, his symbiote. Yeah, um, this is a better tie-in, though, in the meantime, uh, maybe because it's written by the Absolute Carnage writer himself, so it feels more cohesive, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I, I can't wait to see where this goes and find out who Sleeper is. I love his design. It's, it's pretty cool, um, but uh, yeah, Venom's all right. Okay, here I have Sleeper, mm-hmm. also known as Clintar. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he is a fictional character. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, he's the seventh spawn of the Venom symbiote. Sleeper was a result Yo, of Venom an, got mad kids. An yeah. unusual and difficult pregnancy. <laughs> got around. Uh, delivered by Doctor Steven. <laughs> Strange. At Alchemex. I don't know. I don't no. think so. Um, I'm gonna have to click more hyperlinks and read more about nah, him. Yeah, never mind. Uh, he narrowly escaped, and then he bonded to the scorpion. Um, 
let's see, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, and then Venom and Eddie Brock opted to leave it in the care of Alchemax, stipulating that it could be studied in a non-invasive fashion. Good guy symbiote. Yeah, kind of. I guess he's being, like, studied and shit, man. Well, yeah, he's controlled. He's not wilding and trying to attach himself to people and kill everybody, Chemo, Chemokinetic abilities. What's that? Chemokinetic. Yeah, I guess. And then he can probably... spit it and throw it and shit. He seems yeah. to have some kind of camouflage thing too because like part of him is like vi- like invisible or some shit. Gender, yeah. a gender, origin, Clintar. <laughs> Clintar. <laughs> uh, anyway, yep. uh, whatever. That was absolute carnage. Uh this the main stuff all in all is pretty good. Uh Venom was solid as usual and so is Absolute Carnage uh number 2. Uh I, I'm hoping that uh, Lethal Protectors picks up and we d- actually do get like Cloak and Dagger and Iron Fist involved. That'd be pretty fire. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty nice if they put the people that was on the cover <laughs> yeah, that in was the weird. comic book. Yeah. You fucking scam artist. I agree. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Brian Boss. <laughs> Please close the window. <laughs> <laughs> Food Wars. Oh, man. All right. Oh, boy. Okay, real quick. This is the for real, for real. No fucking around. This is the final chapter of Food Wars. Uh, Chapter 315.3. Le Futur. We start off color pages again. Uh, So they're basically... Soma's at an airport. First person we see is Soma. And people are like, well, you have knives in your bag. <laughs> why do you have a, a chef knife in your bag? Yeah, why do you just have a singular chef knife in your bag? <laughs> Not an assortment of yeah, like tools. Yeah, no, that would lead you to shit. believe. Oh, yeah, definitely a chef. Let's no, see. just this one <laughs> wicked knife. It's so in your bag <laughs> and a real weirdo attitude. And someone's just like, "Come on, guys. Hey, come What's on. What's weird about this? Do yeah. I look like a bad guy to you? Jesus Christ." Uh, <laughs> But, you know, they let him go because one of them is just like, you don't remember, you don't recognize Chef Soma? And he's like, yeah. He puts the bag over his shoulder and he goes on his way. Puts some respect on the name. Yeah, he's flicking at wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sauce boss. Uh, back at Totsuki, the dean's office. It's been 10 years, by the way. It's a, it's a time skip from the last one. Yeah, they're all grown AF, so everything we say about any of the females going forward is totally okay. <laughs> they're older than us, technically. <laughs> now, so it's okay. <laughs> they okay. Uh, Erina is still the dean. Uh, Hisako seems to be her uh, her assistant as usual. Uh, uh, she looks like a vanilla wafer. You know the end of those uh, those eighties movies where it's just like this is what happened to this character mm-hmm. during the credits. This is essentially yes. what this chapter is. Uh, we learned that uh, Ishiki just uh, started his own restaurant. Uh, so did fucking and uh, Kuga owns like several Chinese restaurants. Uh, Megumi owns her f- family restaurant uh, hosp- uh, hotel thingy. Excuse me. Um, Kinokuni is just traveling around working at various restaurants. Uh, this is the most interesting one, I guess, is Azan, uh, Ikumi, and uh, Yoshino. <laughs> the council members. Yeah. <laughs> In case you don't fucking know <laughs> well, Japanese. N- n- no, not <laughs> even, because Ikumi and, and Yoshino aren't cal- were never council members. Wait, so who are they? Azan was a council member, but who? I don't it's the meat girl. Who are these people? Oh, my Ikumi God. Ikumi is the meat girl, <laughs> and Yoshino is the, is the hunter girl. 
and they've just started a joint venture together to <laughs> uh, uh, like a meat distribution service. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Hayama is a professor at Totsuki. Uh, Chemistry or whatever. Yeah, the Aldini no brothers. Aldini. Aldini brothers are, uh, <laughs> are uh, you know, running around being Italian mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> they have their own... Uh, they have their own twin stars. Uh, they have their own Trattoria Aldini, and plus they do pop up restaurants all over the world. Uh, it's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, the the Council of Ten members that graduated before them, they're all they all own restaurants. Uh, everyone owns a restaurant. <laughs> Joey Chirot's still doing his thing, you know. Nobody knows what he's doing exactly. He's out for there sure. being the worst dad ever. <laughs> we know a, that already. He's off being a terrible father. Alice is being in charge. Alice is in charge of uh, in, of uh, uh, is a site manager on uh, Nakiri International. Uh, she's just researches food science stuff. Uh, Kurakiba, which is kind of the most disappointing thing, is just straight up Alfred. He's just like a butler right beside her, and this guy was like. The, the rawest nigga ever. Yeah, he was my favorite character was. in this series. It, like, he was the third place winner in the fall classic. You know, he was... Or second, even, you could debate. Uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a real It's a real sad thing. He's just like, I don't even get to cook at the end. I don't... Sometimes he dabbles in uh, studying marine biology. And that's his deal. Uh, Asahi... Uh, I guess he teaches uh, several cooking practitioners at high schools and middle schools. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing centers around uh, everyone hears that uh, Yukihira's home. They're all going to go visit Soma at uh, the Yukihira Diner. We get a little flashback as to how uh, Soma's mom actually died. Uh, it was a heart-related issue. She had a heart attack due to a thing that she had from birth, and she died eventually. And ever since then... He's been trying to get close to his dad because that's his only parent by can't constantly challenging the cooking competitions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Soma's blurb is essentially he, although he skipped class and a lot of other responsibilities as number one of the Council of Ten, he somehow manages to graduate Totsuki. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that how they just then, you know, like, hey, yeah, he's he was fucking up. Yeah, what are you going to do? Not fucking graduate Soma? Yeah. <laughs> this guy is cooking God. Uh, got by eventually. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, she's basically cook. He, he basically cooks for Erina, who's already at the restaurant, and then everyone else shows up. Uh, he cooks squid legs and peanut butter marinated in coffee mixed with sweet and sour habanero pork and simmered in mint sauce. Brian, is this a thing? I mean, all of those are things, but you're not supposed to combine them, I think. Mm. Is that Definitely not the marinating coffee part, I right? guess this is why this uh, two-page spread that's difficult to read on subways shows yeah. up right after where they're all being harassed by a giant Why is it difficult squid? to read on subways? Because if someone... suddenly you're like, you look at it and you're like, now I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because if someone looks over my shoulder and happens to see this on my phone... Yeah. Yeah, they think you're a fucking... Weirdo. Yeah, that's to put it, to put it plain and simple. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Erina smiles is like, you're such a clown. And he's like, <laughs> guess that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the next dish I make will be the one that'll make you say it's good. Is this sexual innuendo? Because they're both grown now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, di- I'm tired of this. Is this their shit. foreplay? <laughs> this is, yeah, this Probably. has to Feed be. Feed me a bad dish. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, man, I mean, you know. Oh, oh, I ain't put you out last time. I bet. I see. <laughs> let's see what happens next time. I guess you know. we can't food. <laughs> now that I didn't make a food you liked. I mean, I guess I don't know. They did. This is literally us just adding, just just trying to make this more than what it really is. Yeah, which is a sad ending. Yeah, it's kind of like we're back series. where we started with these three pages, these this three cha- chapter epilogue. This is still ten years later. Nothing's resolved. It's like, what does Soma have to do? There was no Shokugeki at all in these chapters. That's also true. And it's also true. <laughs> it's also true. But in any case, I guess that was Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, read up to uh, the Stagiaire arc and then proceed with caution. It's too bad I've already read them all. Well, reading it all. Keep reading it. Well, <laughs> disappoint yourself. The Moon Festival's fun. Oh, yeah, the moon festival is after the It's fun, right? And then it's like right after they meet the first seat. That's it. No, I would say... And and then this Azami takes over, and then it was trash. Yeah, I would say a little bit after Azami takes over is when it starts to get become... Hello, whack. And it sounded cool. It was... Hello, (laughs) whack. I'm telling you, save yourself. It was... But you... Whatever. It was worth it for those first opening chapters up to the moon festival where the series was really good. And I just read it up to there, guys. It's it's as good as it's gonna get. But anyway, Brian Boss, randomize me, please. Batman Superman. Ooh, Batman Superman. <laughs> Do you not read that? I did not read that. <laughs> there was so much stuff. Yeah, we had a lot. Week. A lot of our regulars came out today, and we just kind of had to pick and choose. This is a new series that I wanted to touch on briefly. Uh, this is Batman Superman. Uh, it's uh, basically chronicling their fight against the Batman who laughs, who has been the staple in this universe ever since uh, the Dark Multiverse stuff with Scott Snyder. Uh, there's an interesting thing here where they're trying to... Uh, the whole story is... Well, here's the deal. They uh, We get a little quick origin of how the Batman who laughs came to be. He was the Batman who... Uh, inhaled the Joker toxin that turned him into the Joker after he killed his Joker in this universe. And he's crossed over to our universe due to Scott Snyder's uh, event. Uh, And uh, they're currently investigating his crime. Uh, He's committed a a series of crimes here in Gotham, so they're trying to catch him. And he seems to be infecting people left and right uh, with his Joker toxin of some sort. Uh so they go try to find his hideout. And where else is it? It's in uh, the very place that Batman's parents died. It's underneath the spot they died, which is pretty intense. <laughs> um, they go to his bad cave. It's real dark and depressing. There's like knives everywhere. It's a, he's a joker. Uh, he's And uh, his batarangs are made out of nth metal. Uh, they touch a th- They investigate the cave and they find this big hologram where all these... Uh, superheroes are jokerized um and uh you know oh they're basically working this missing boys case and uh this missing boy just happens to be one of the weird gimp robins that this batman has on him at all times um or so they thought because uh it turns out it's been billy batson uh the joker the batman who laughs has kidnapped billy batson and turned him into a joker robin 
Oh my god. And this is a pretty he cool. Turned it to Shazam. Yeah, so there's a Joker Shazam and that's where the issue ends. Oh shit, he's about to put the beats on <laughs> Superman. Good thing Batman's there. <laughs> it would have been slow for your boy Kent. Yeah. It was a pretty cool reveal. I I didn't I, I thought this was literally the boy they were looking for, but they were just like, Don't you recognize me? It's me, Billy Batson. This is what you've and, seen in the preview for like leading up because there's a lot of previews leading up. You yeah, know, for this. Series. And the second, I didn't read those previews all the way through. I just didn't want to be like spoiled at all. Oh, I didn't know if we was gonna get him or not. So, but uh, I, uh, when I read this, I was like, oh shit, is he gonna turn to Shazam? Next page turns to Shazam. Uh, this is a pretty cool way to open the series: Shazam versus Superman and Batman. It's a pretty good matchup. Dude, the beginning, I was stuck reading like just the first three pages. It was <laughs> like your boy, your boy John Johns. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the first few pages is everybody. The Justice League. Who's that dead. dead on the floor here on the uh, left side? Left side, Wonder Woman. Is no. Oh, right side. Sorry. Oh, I think that's Red Tornado. <laughs> is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that is. You're right. It was Batman versus Superman. It was pretty fun. Uh, David Marquez is drawing this series. Uh, I love his art. He used to draw Miles when uh, Sarah Pacheco left. And he's a really good artist, so uh, I'm excited for this series. Uh, and the thing is, they're also teasing the Secret Six is returning. Uh, they're a pretty cool villain group. They're n- obviously not going to be the same group that they were before. Uh, but I'm curious to see who is infected and who becomes the new Secret Six. So uh, with that being said, Brian Boss, randomize me. <laughs> so he punched a gorilla's head off. <laughs> Promise Neverland. Oh, yeah. Promise Neverland. Chapter 147. Can I say this before we begin? Go for it. Literally last week, I was talking about how I just didn't give a fuck about these (laughs) monsters and that none of this is emotional for me and it's just like very meh. I'm like, get along, get on with it, right? But boy, this backstory here, I I see what's going... Like, you know, I guess it, it made me feel like all right i'm invested now yeah really <laughs> yes i am invested yeah in uh, the monsters. this is a big flashback chapter to the uh mm-hmm. to the lord uh, Geelan. lord Geelan. the friendly <laughs> the wise yeah uh we cut to 700 years ago where uh queen sindel was still was like uh talking to her council of demons um and uh Geelan is just trying to be like uh we gotta r- preserve resources because the citizens are dying out because we don't have enough fucking food to protect them all. And then none of these other noble demons give a shit. Uh, everybody's just like, well, whatever, let them starve their commoners. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know, Gillen is upset and he turns to, uh, the Gillen va- clan vassal general Doza. And, um, he, he spells, he spells, he spills all this uh, stuff to him, his whole agenda and all that stuff. And Gillen is a two-faced piece of shit and turns him in immediately. Uh, so, yeah, basically, he gets like outcasted from that. You know, oh, from yeah, General Doza. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah, he tries to tell everyone that like he's innocent, and um, the Council of Demons is just like, I know that. Uh, there's no scheme to overthrow us. You're the most valuable. You're the most loyal subject Her Majesty has. This was a false charge. <laughs> Let him know, like, hey, uh, we know we're setting you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're our you patsy. 
<laughs> you're gonna fall for us. So you you're the scapegoat. You're holding this L. I'm gonna explain it to you because I feel like it, and there's nothing you can do at the moment. Yeah, basically they they harsh. see his uh, they see his morality and his righteousness as a problem because he's to gonna the system. Yeah, he's just gonna get in the way of them getting more meat, so you the rich know. can eat more. Plain greed. Plain yeah, I don't want to help. It's a lot of work. It's, let's just worry about us. Yeah, fuck that guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Back to the present. Gillen has seemed to have killed the new Lord Bayon and this other dude. Uh, it was fast, man. He ate their fucking heads. Look at yeah, that. He's, yeah, he's just nom, chomping nom. on him. Yo, nom, nom, nom. Beast. And uh, then are thinking. <laughs> Doze is just like, little bitch, I'll fight you. And then he gets his head immediately lopped off. Yeah, sliced. Gillen is not fucking playing. And, um, you know, that's when uh, the kids are hiding, hiding out in wait, and uh, Norman s- commands his team, okay, move. Now that they're, like, significantly less demons, I guess they're going to take this chance to attack. So that's where this issue ends. Um, yeah. This Gillen is... is- my favorite character. <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? Yes. Yeah, Gillen, uh, yeah, it, it brings a lot of... Uh, it, this is what the story needed for, for these antagonists, I guess, is to build a more of a mythos with them. Uh, we don't get a lot of their world, so it was good to get this little peek in it. And it, it didn't need to be like expansive or difficult. It just needed to be a thing that's established. Like There's a conflict between Gillen and the rest of them. But uh, I'm into it. Uh with that being said, Brian Boss randomized me. Avengers. Ooh, Avengers number 23. Um, this is uh, the continuation of the Ghost Rider story they're doing. Uh, shit is going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit is going down in Avengers Mountain. Uh, because of uh, all that's going on with Ghost Rider, the, uh, the final host thing, the that they have their hideout in is possessed by devils, I guess. Yeah. So, and so are the Iron Man suits within it. So they're fighting a bunch of, of, uh, Iron Man stuff. A uh, boy thing is, gets to show off a little bit. Um, meanwhile in hell, uh, Robbie Reyes is just hanging out. Uh, and uh ghost is just like, we're going to race for your powers. And he's like, I don't want to. Yeah. He's like, dude, you can have them. I'm, I don't want okay. them. Okay, <laughs> why do you want? Why are you making me do this? You can have them. Stop pressing me. Yeah, and Johnny Blaze just keeps pressing him. He's just like, oh no, he he explains that like this. There's no other way to go about it. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to explain to him like, look, this is a big deal here. I need your power. If you're gonna be a, a bitch boy about it, <laughs> let's get on with this fucking race. And then you know he kind of takes it a step further and threatens Robbie Reyes' little brother, which is basically like the core of his character. Yeah. He's the protective older brother. That's his redeeming feature, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I uh, like Robbie Reyes. I like Robbie, say it too. Again. Like it's, I don't I don't want him to go away or not like that. I think he could. Be, he's cool for being our Ghost Rider. Yeah. With all that said, he didn't like his little brother being threatened, so he decked Johnny Blaze to the fucking ground, knocked yeah. him off his motorcycle. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And the race begins. Yeah. Somehow they get through all this jam-packed traffic and they start racing. They just blew everybody up with the Hellfire or something. I, I mean, blew. Yeah. They're in hell already. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back, um, <laughs> there's still Avengers Tower stuff happening. Um, man, th- the boy thing that hangs around with Blade has, he's this tree guy. Uh, there's a character called Man Thing. This is a small spawn of that. I guess it's Marvel's uh, Swamp Thing, essentially. Sure. 
uh, he he takes over the final host's body, makes it harder for it to move, and uh, a flaming, uh, like an on-fire figure starts approaching Thor and uh, She-Hulk. Uh, we don't know exactly what it is yet, but meanwhile, back in hell, the race is continuing. Um, for some reason... Wait, uh... Why is he out of the car? I don't even remember why he got out of the car. Yeah, I think he like ran into something, so he had to fix it. And then he he got visited by like all the other yeah the like, past Ghost Avengers, and they basically told him like, listen, you don't have to really fix your car. Just just keep driving it. It's gonna fucking go. yeah. It has fucking even magic going, powers. Yeah, like just keep it going. Like they basically said like you know keep like so what if it bleeds? They they use this descriptive language, but yes, that is basically what they said. Keep yeah. drive it. Meanwhile, Thor and She-Hulk are facing off against this flaming creature, and then it is revealed to be the Cosmic Ghost Rider, a.k.a. Frank Castle. So, yeah. Do you know about this guy? No. I do, only because I've seen, like, you know, YouTube videos around. Well, tell so me about So this was it. supposed to be just, I thought it was just a complete spinoff series. It's supposed to be like a, a future where everybody dies or something like that, and it's just, um, uh, and What's it called? The Punisher becomes a Ghost Rider, and he's the only one on Earth for years. So he so he becomes fucking psycho because he's only talking to himself for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Then Galactus comes to come eat the Earth. Yeah, and you know he tries to fight against them, and Galactus is like, you know what? I'll make you my herald. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, he did That's mention how he that they're mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghost Rider, and then oh. yeah, he fought against Thanos. Thanos smoked Galactus real easy. It was kind of funny. He literally just <laughs> shot a blast at his head and <laughs> Dragon Ball Z style. Yes, Dragon Ball Z style. It was kind of wild, but this is like you know Thanos hundreds and thousands of years in the future too. Mm. So, whatever, spinoff. Okay, nothing serious. Okay, and uh, well, now he's in the real six one six. I mean, no, that doesn't mean I'm he's in an alternate universe, right? I don't That's know. That's true. I mean, who cares? Anyway, that was uh, Avengers. Uh, pretty okay issue. I liked it all right. Yeah. I'm still not like fully invested in I mean it I'm yet. interested and but now I want to go back and time. read those rewatch those videos just to get a clearer understanding but anyway Prime Boss randomize me One Piece oh yeah One Piece chapter 953 Once a Fox um a lot happens <laughs> this is more like a flashback deal it wasn't a whole lot I, yeah, I, mean, I mean not a whole lot really um we find something out yeah uh, we start in, uh, there's this little flashback, Kawamatsu, uh, Hiyori's left uh, Kawamatsu behind. Kappa Kappa Samurai guy Kappa, that got Kappa. freed in the prison. He was only eating poisoned fish for years, mm-hmm. and he still survived. Mm-hmm. That guy. That's right. Uh, and back in uh, present day Ringo, uh, Zoro's chasing after the monk that uh, stole his sword. Uh, and he is, of course, lost because he is Zoro. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back on Bandit's Bridge, uh, Hiori and Kappa, 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 reunite. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see how these sound effects are. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna OD with it. I know. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Um, they flash back. Uh, you know, they talk for a while. She ta- Kappa, 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 Kappa tells her about... Uh, <laughs> Does that- I, I don't know why that's, that's just the sound he makes. I know, but that's just the word that now? comes out of my Kappa, Kappa, Kappa. Yeah, whenever I think of him, his name right. is Kawamatsu, but whenever I see him, I'm just like Kappa, Kappa, Kappa. Kappa. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he tells them about the eternal graves. Uh, it's where all like uh, 
the blades of dead samurai go right that's basically what it is uh and uh there's this uh coma fox that guards the place uh his yeah name, it was belonged to like the the og samurai that used to rule over that land yeah yeah it was like a daimyo like a little, i'm i'm yeah, bugging yeah, yeah it was uh the castle of a daimyo that used to uh rule over the region of ringo and uh it was protected by this fox named uh, Onimaru. Yeah, the gravesite where all the dead samurais are mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So the cool thing about these graves is that um, in Ringo, it's really cold, like the snow on the ground and stuff. So when they put their bodies in the coffin, they bury it with snow and it stays preserved for, like, I guess a long time. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. But um, more specifically, they also take their samurai, uh, I mean, their, sam- their sword, <laughs> and, like, stab it into the chest with them. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like, you know, to bid them farewell. Yeah, it's like, like their grave marker. Yeah, like their grave marker. So you got a lot You got a lot of these swords out there. Mm-hmm. Basically, a lot of these graves with the swords. Yeah. And uh, this fox has been just protecting it. And it develops a kinship with uh, Kawamatsu. Uh, it's, it initially, like, bites him, tries to protect this place. But, uh, you know, after a while, like, they just kind of warm up to each other. Uh, he They connect well, over he not being able to... Uh, protect what's important to them yeah but you know kawamatsu was digging these swords up because he's thinking because this is happened this happens what if, like 20 years in the past right i think so yeah. or 15 years maybe in the past or something like that because this was after the war because they all lost already mm-hmm. so you know he said that look we're gonna you know we're gonna try to fight again and all these swords they're gonna be useful oh yeah so that you know that's why he went to the grave site i think initially yeah, and this dog is just protecting these swords. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the dog, you know, the fox warmed up to him and helped them on the mission, too. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. This is, like, sweet. Until Kawamatsu stories. got caught trying to steal tofu or something like that. <laughs> Damn, bro, that's what you got caught out for? Tofu, my nigga? I would have been trying to steal lobster. <laughs> <laughs> a whole rooster or something, a whole chicken, you I'm know. sure there's not that good food in where this place is. I guess. Like outside you of the can't just capital. grow soybeans or something? Sheesh. No. I don't know. I don't know the complexities. So <laughs> I'm not a botanist. A botanist. Or a <laughs> farmer. You know, none of those. Yeah. Uh, they catch up to Zoro in the present time. Um, they're, uh, they, he marks that the, the monk has vanished. So he's, they're basically going to go follow him underground into this cavern. And uh, they find uh, a bunch of fucking swords there. There's like a whole treasure trove of swords uh, I think it's because this monk guy has just been gathering swords this whole time. Yeah, and we it turns out that the fox that he ran into after Kawamatsu got taken away to prison, he kind of assumed that role. That's why Kawamatsu looked like that bandit guy at first when he had the shit wrapped around his head. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was the fox just, you know, he uses whatever samurai magic bullshit that happens in Wano and turned into a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I think in Japanese folklore... Oh, yeah, he is the fox. I'm bugging. Yeah. That's in Japanese folklore, foxes can be shapeshifters. They can transform into things. And uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, they oh, found this supply? Yeah, <laughs> they got swords. their fucking sword supply. Yeah. And uh, we end with this. Uh, Hiyori makes a deal with Zoro. If he, return, he, he allows them to keep uh, Shutsui, he can get uh, Odin's katana, uh, the Enma. It is the legendary katana, the only one to have ever wounded Kaido. That's pretty. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this other sword has any special properties to it. It's just a 
famous sword. It's a real, like, you know, there's like tiers of swords in this universe. Uh, and Shutsui is a pretty legendary sword on top of that. Yeah. But Enma is pretty uh, conducive to this fight. Shit, why can't he have both? He's about to save the country. Because he already has two swords that are very valuable to him. Eh. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was One Piece. Uh, pretty cool issue. Uh, I'm very excited to see what goes next. I'm loving these build-up chapters. Yeah. Building up the lore for it's Wano. Gonna be, it's going to be one hell of a fucking battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Boss, randomize me. Amazing Spider-Man. Ooh. Hey, Sam. Yeah, let's get through this one real quick. This is the conclusion of uh, the Who Run the World arc. Um, Girls. <laughs> Girls are superior <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. They also have bigger dicks than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love women. I know. It's all right. <laughs> yo, yo, I swear to God, I'm a feminist. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm a feminist. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, joking aside, uh, we pick up where we last left off. Uh, Robbie Reyes is making out with the Beatle. They turn out to be dating this whole time, and uh, he Robbie Reyes. Oh, right. did I say Robbie Reyes? I'm yeah, sorry. you did. <laughs> His name is Robbie. That's why I got confused. Oh, no, it's okay. uh, what Robbie? I just uh, wanted to make sure it wasn't the same name. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been pretty wumbled. good. Randy. It's not even. His name's not even Robbie. His name is Randy. Whatever this kid, because he was never that important anyway to remember his name. Yeah, he uh, he's been dating the Beatle. He's he finds out that she's the one who blew up the feast. Center that he's been working hard to rebuild. Yeah, total bitch. Yeah, and he's just like, "Why are you? We, you said you wouldn't do this crime shit anymore." And she's like, "I'm building an enterprise, you know, all that stuff." And you know, he makes her. He really like guilt trips her over this, and she uh, flies off. Yeah, he doesn't let her go. Like she spends a whole bunch of panels <laughs> just trying to justify her. Yeah, shit. and he's like, "Nah, you're wildin'. I'm not. Come on, I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. You're a whack bitch. Get the fuck out of my apartment." <laughs> That's exactly. And what she checks him. <laughs> like, hey, watch, watch your mouth. Yeah, and then flies away. Yeah, you know, um, that was funny. Yeah, she like does. It's like, watch, I will kill you. <laughs> I swear, Spider-Man literally just gets by on its writing. Like the maybe the overall stories is not that interesting, but yeah, these are the little moments. The little character exchanges is always great. Um, meanwhile, uh, back at the hideout, Beetle. Well, Spider-Man picks up. He he originally went there to pick up uh, his old spider tracer. Uh, so Beetle returns to her hideout, and um, you know they're they're contemplating what to do with uh, Boomerang himself, and that's when Kingpin shows up with the entire. NYPD police force outside of her door and um and plus Spider-Man um uh, and uh Boomerang manages to like free himself his mouth up a little to be like hey she set you up the reason they're all here is because uh they were supposed she her plan was that you guys all help her bring me in so she could turn me and you guys into the kingpin blew up her spot entirely <laughs> um and uh you know, the shit gets hectic. Things explode because Kingpin has a full ass tank out there. Full ass <laughs> tank, no joke. And uh, Beetle goes up to her and she's about to kill him, but he's like, "Hey, read this piece of paper and you'll know why you can't fucking kill me at all." And she does. And uh, and like clockwork, she just immediately is like, "All right, we can't kill Boomerang. Uh, we don't really know what it is yet." Um, but in any case. Spider-Man's the whole time has been outside trying to prevent these police officers from entering this place and ruining, like, fucking everything up. Uh, and at that moment, that's when the syndicate comes in and um, and helps and fights alongside him. 
tell gives him boomerang and tells him to get out of there. And uh, all the syndicate members are arrested as Boomerang and Spider-Man make their escape. Uh, stressed. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man asks, uh, "What what the hell is going on? Why why does the Kingpin want him so badly?" And I guess Boomerang's about to tell him when we cut back to the syndicate being uh, transported to prison. I imagine, and then they get blown up uh, because Beetles try uh, blows up the little tank that they're in and saves them from uh, all that stuff. So the syndicate lives. Uh, meanwhile, back at, uh, the feast center, uh, this group of, uh, dudes are, uh, have arrived at the feast center to help out and help rebuild. And, uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie, um, Randy looks up as he's like, how could this happen? What, what's going on here? Why'd you do that? And then he looks up and it's the beetle. The beetle is helping him out, trying to make amends. Oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> uh, this was a good issue. Uh, I like the way everything concludes. Uh, I like that the syndicate is actually still around. Uh, yeah, then I just the one time. Yeah, uh, and they seem to be going to be different now. I feel like they're going to operate in a different way, which is cool. Uh, it's it's just more story possibility, and I, there's obviously more development that's going to happen with Randy and her, and it's probably going to be a, like a schism they cause with him and Spider-Man and mm-hmm. Peter himself. So we'll have to see, but uh good issue yeah. of amazing Spider-Man, uh, Brian boss, random. Dr. Stone. Oh yeah. Dr. Stone chapter 118. Silent soldier, <laughs> silent soldiers. Um, last we left off, they found Koseki in the bottom of the sea floor. Uh, but they can't get him out. He's stuck there. So their plan is to, well, over a, lo- a long exchange of scientific and mentalist stuff. Um, they these, these guys are masters of Morse code. <laughs> I can't do it. I couldn't. Yo. Yeah, these are literally these the champions. These 14-year-old children are the smartest people on the planet Earth. Uh, and uh, they figure out through Morse code that uh, they want the... Uh, the petrification fluid uh, to revive someone to help them get Kaseki out. And who is it? But Taiju. That was so smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, They figured that out in time because, guys, they're like on a limited air supply, like scuba diving in the ocean. mm -hmm. This is super intense. And they figured it out (laughs) lickety split. Yeah. Amazing. Because Taiju is essentially the powerhouse, he's probably the strongest character in this series just on – just pure brute strength alone. He doesn't yeah. fight at all, but he's a very like he's known as the workhorse of this new society. So they revive him first. Uh, they notice his arm is also gone, so they quickly just like reattach that as they're spewing. And this dude uses his superhuman memory. Uh, so use whatever. Yeah, so yeah. use the memory god, and remembers the exact placement of his arm. I thought that was real extra. I think you could have just put the statue in a certain spot and be like, oh, okay, it fits like that, naturally. Yeah, but they don't have a lot of time to do that. <sighs> I, I mean, you know, it's convenience, but... So instead, we give this guy... Uh, well, other people have supernatural powers. Why not? Yes, Kohaku could see, like, a little diamond. Super sight. The other guy has super hearing. <laughs> Taiju's just unlimited stamina. Yeah. You know. Speaking of which, Taiju is revived. Uh, Taiju, through... Uh, a series of uh, silent exchanges of shonen manly friendship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they learn that uh, he, he pretty much figures out through that just shonen energy that they want to lift Koseki out of the ground. And uh, they do so. Uh, 
and Koseki is uh, is is brought onto the boat, and they're going to revive him back at the cave. Uh, this was a very good issue. Uh, I I've had a good time reading this. I'm glad Taiju's back. Uh, ever since like they got separated, I felt like him and Yuzuriha had been kind of taking a backseat. And Taiju's like one of my favorite characters in this series. Yeah, man. He took a heavy backseat. I thought he was going to be a little bit more like in the focus. See, that's once the thing. Got that's, the thi- back in. that's the thing about like Dr. Stone. And it kind of fools you up top of who's the protagonist in this series. Yeah. Because for the first few, ch- for the first like arc or so, we follow Taiju. Yeah. You would have swore it was all about him. And then this guy was just going to be the weirdo scientist. And yeah. Was, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. This is a fun chapter. I'm very shonen. Uh, <laughs> incredibly shown and they worked very hard together in this is textbook jump. unbelievable situation but uh and they achieved case. their goals brian boss randomize me please justice league oh yeah justice league number 30 is this the last comic no we have far uh, from it we still no, no we still have House even of amount we have House of X. <laughs> and probably something else. Just House of X. Oh, oh nice, 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 nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sweet. Justice, League, Justice, Justice Doom War Part 1. Uh, we open up where uh, Lex Luthor has slaughtered every uh, the main trinity. Uh, the Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman all defeated. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, DC loves showing their heroes <laughs> maimed for a panel. They do that frequently. Yeah, they do it a lot. Uh <laughs> Green Lantern John subsequently taken out. Okay, anyway. <laughs> John Johns isn't even fucking around. He's still absorbed into his Get body. Exploded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart is eliminated and Flash is turned into a baby. Uh, and the remaining Justice League members in the Hall of Justice uh, stand against him. And uh, Lex Luthor just bursts through the door with Perpetual right behind him and his whole set. And uh, Starman, just, we just cut back to the real world, and Starman's like, and you don't need to see the rest. You know what happens. We get washed. Um, so the council, the main council, the top seven of the Justice League, uh, turned to the rest of their army. They seem to have gathered a massive army of superheroes, which is cool. Um, and uh, they're basically telling the mission, you know, we got to stop the fucking Legion of Doom from doing the thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, big exposition stuff. Uh Plastic man. Plastic man. Um, <laughs> everybody's going off to do their mission. Uh, Hawk, ma- Hawk woman uh, flies away on a huff. And, uh, yeah, su- she's still very salt. Yeah. Uh, she is super salt yeah, over that. About John, John Johns. Johns. Falling into a very obvious trap. <laughs> she's so we- salt. Over willingly this. and voluntarily falling into an obvious trap. That he was warned about, and he was like, we're going anyway. She is literally a can of Lowry's with wings. <laughs> that is who Kendra is deep at the moment. <laughs> Pure sodium. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the ho- in the Justice, uh, the Doom hideout, um, we uh, get a glimpse of uh, Lex's army. Harley Quinn and Catwoman are in it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to believe that. I don't think Catwoman has anything to do with it. I'd like to think this is probably a mistake in the art, and they just told him, just draw villains. 
Yeah. And he just drew he put Catwoman first. What the fuck is up with Harley's design, though? First of all, maybe that was like the suit she got from this guy. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened because she's still a bad guy, right? It's whatever. A, whatever. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Suit. Why does Catwoman look so fucking awkward? Yeah, no. I, do you see some her? Of like, the, I, love, I usually love this artist. He's like, um, he did not do good with Catwoman here at all. I think that's why. I think Deathstroke looks cool. And every, literally everybody else looks cool. Everybody else. Lobo. This is a straight up owl in the back. Who yeah, I imagine is from the Court of is? Owls. I, I'm going to, yeah. I'm That's my guess. That too. But I couldn't tell you. Uh, a lot of strong guys. Yeah. Uh, apparent, and then that's when Grodd and Brainiac and Sinestro and uh, Dr. Barbara walk in and are telling him, it's like, the Justice League think they have a plan. But I heard that we heard their plan through the Starro. So, you know, we could prepare better. Mm hmm. Uh, so basically, Cheaters. the Justice League plan is uh, they're ba- they're gonna they're gonna use the uh, they're gonna go back in time and forward in time to find these uh, last two pieces, right? Of, of a thing of the totality of in the order totality, to give yeah. them some type of chance. Yeah, that they can thwart Luther's plans. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's it, that's what well in all honesty that's why Kendra was so was so mad because she kind of felt like yo this plan is so dumb because it <laughs> might not even even if we somehow make it work yeah it's probably not even gonna work when it gets you know but well, yeah they can't give up they're superheroes yeah their plan is basically making up a thing <laughs> it's yes. going back and forward in time in order to make up a thing so it's uh it's Batman Superman Wonder Woman going to the future and then they left the mighty Mera. To defend <laughs> the Justice League headquarters. I guess to run point. I guess. Whoa. Yeah. And she doesn't do a good job because... Not at all. <laughs> because there is an immediate threat that is that gets into the fucking time portals and blows them up. She sneaked past the world monitor, the world forger and, and the monitor himself. Mm, more proof that the These guys track. are not top-notch like I thought. <laughs> not even, yeah, he really, not that elite. <laughs> yeah, uh, I knew Mero was lame, but I <laughs> I didn't think that they was yeah, that, yeah. the world forger the world forger. Uh, meanwhile, somewhere in the <laughs> past, nigga that creates galaxies and univ. Anyway, somewhere in the past, uh, John John Stewart and and Barry Allen land in a random point, and uh, there are doom symbols everywhere. So in the past, so they're like, hmm, weird. What's going on? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and somewhere in the future, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. The Trinity. The Trinity uh, arrive, and they run into Kamandi, uh, the last boy on Earth, which is a thing. Uh, it's a reimagining of a very old character, which is interesting. Okay, you're going to have to break me down on that in a moment, in a moment. <laughs> but right now, these are literally Luther Doombot Sentinels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Luther Doombot Sentinels in the okay. future. So, that's what happens in the future. Luther fucks things up so much that it turns into the uh, Marvel House of Hickman, <laughs> yeah, House of X. Landscape. It's X three, one thousand years into the future. Yes, <laughs> this is. Um, meanwhile, in the past, I have to <laughs> meanwhile in the past, fucking headline breaking fucking news: the JSA arrive and intercept uh, John Stewart and Barry Allen. Wh- what? Whoa. <laughs> 
I was a. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was upset because I was waiting for them to show up in Doomsday Clock and make everybody hopeful and save the fucking day. That's what I, I wanted. Old people to win in Doomsday Clock. I wasn't expecting to see them here in this fucking issue. Yeah, they're so it's kind of uh, like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, I hope they're not just doing this just to say, hey, look at this cool stuff, and then okay, now we're going. Well, then it's uh, there's only two possibilities: is that they don't even give a shit about Doomsday Clock, and they're not even going by anything that is set by that. Or this whole run has taken place after Doomsday Clock. Either, and those are the only two options. Because that's really sad. Because they I'm really jumped the gun that on this. Maybe like this whole Doom thing. Look, it would be really nice if like the same way how the uh, 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 Barbados kind of got crap, like I sent through the, the the fucking wall. Like mm-hmm. how all right, they beat him, but in the process of that, it allowed other worse things to come in. I was thinking that this whole Justice League war going on is going to be wh- how, like, what led to Doctor Manhattan being able to come into the universe. Because look, they haven't explained that yet. Like, what led him? Like, he said, "Oh, I found this place because you know, et cetera, et cetera." But no, he said he just found it because he liked it. Whatever. I'm he just so, randomly. I'm saltier than fucking Kendra right now. Man. <laughs> I don't know, it. man. It's. I'm of two minds. I've one, on the one hand, I am happy to see them again. This is my favorite am, superhero yeah, team. Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm happy to see them again. Jay Garrett. Yeah. He doesn't give up ever. Never. And this Green Star Lantern guy, whatever his fucking name is, Green Yeah, Dr. Fate, Our Man. He's, he's supposed to be super strong. Hawkman is even here. Yeah, the real one. Yeah. Not uh, it's Man, it's it's weird. Well, I'll have to see how Panther, this progresses. Batman, aka Panther Man, aka Batman for real. That's a uh, Wildcat. Yeah, you know, uh, wrestling Batman. Fun fact: He trained Batman at yeah, some I know. point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Scooty doo doo. Hey. Anyway, uh, I yeah, that was Justice League. I'm. It's. Uh, for what it is, it's pretty cool. Yes, it is cool in of At, itself. On the issue but of itself. But for the total landscape and like, hey, what about this huge blockbuster event that was supposed to make us understand everything? Not just throw shit in our face like this, like how every other fucking thing has gone in the past with comics. Mm-hmm. I was so hopeful for DC Rebirth. They lied to me. They painted this picture and they said, yes, everything is going to connect to each other and... Everything is leading down this one funnel, not all in these different directions with different artists. But no. Nope. It was all a lie. They had me. They had me for a well, while. Well, I didn't think all that, but I did think that I there did. was, was a uni- <laughs> there, there was there was definitely like a unified type of front where they were all building towards Doomsday Clock. Yes, man. So, and then they just stopped. Why did they stop? I don't it was know. so good. It was good when things that happened. Anyway. I mean, I guess once Doomsday Clock finishes, we'll have a better understanding of how everything plays. Yeah, I, I, I gotta be hopeful because I don't want to not. Watchmen are in DC now. I don't want to hate Who either gives series. A fuck about Rorschach. I don't think either. I don't think they're gonna remain. But that's just me. In any case, that was uh, Justice League Brain Boss Randomite. My Hero. Ooh. My Hero Academia, Chapter 240. Oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh,. 240 power. Uh, okay, this is just an epilogue as to the final, this the last arc that just passed. Uh, these consequences of the battle are reached. 
they apparently fucked over a bunch of civilians with this fight in this town. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty upset. Yeah. There's a huge crater where people used to live. Yeah. And they're mad. The president, the big boss man that they all believed in is, you know, dead. Because everybody that lived there in that town were all, they were all, um like, down with the cause, right? Yeah. That's what I remember. There were no normal civilians. Every single one of them were like, you know. Yeah. That's why nobody talked after oh, the yeah. incident. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. They're still mad because, hey, some guy came through and fucked your whole shit up and took your daddy out. <laughs> now he's daddy. big daddy now. <laughs> that was, I mean, he was, you know, he was the leader. He uh, was the president. We see that the League of Villains are all okay. Uh, Toga has an eye patch now. Because, uh, yeah, she. I guess she got the most fucked up out of everyone in this crew. Yeah, she got exploded from the inside. That was mm-hmm. pretty wild. I, the eye patch is a cool touch. Very villainy. Yeah. Uh, and they're in, they're hide, they're hiding out with the Liberation Army. Uh, they get called out because it's time for Shigaraki to uh, be inducted as the official leader of this crew. There's still a massive army here uh, in the Liberation Army. Uh, Redestro is still around. He's using this weird Doctor Eggman yeah. pod thing to get around. I like it. It's cool. I like it too. I think he's he's he's, I'm, he's my favorite character in this <laughs> series. I'm dead ass serious. Uh, so he basically officially redubs uh, uh, Shigaraki, whose quirk is now swag. Yes, <laughs> now he passed the swag quirk to him. It's yeah. exactly like all for one. Yeah, he's no got a, uh, one for all. Yeah, right? he's got a yeah. big ass fur coat. He's got a suit. Uh, you know, his leg's still broken. He's got a new hand. Is his leg broken? It, no, it's not a new hand. Is it? Yeah, his leg is definitely broken. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically, he's got like a weird glove. Yeah. Redestro goes ham like full hype man on uh, on Shigaraki. He's like, I didn't give up to him. I realized that he's the supreme boss of my cause. Like, <laughs> all right, whatever. Sure, whatever you have to say to make yourself feel better, my yeah, guy. Yeah, Mister had to chop off his own feet. Yeah, he, I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't lose. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame him for anything. I'm not. That's not what I'm trying. No, to I'm say. not saying that either. It's just but like, it's dog. Just... All right, you lost. He because he, he, he kind of like was like kind of petty about it. Like, yeah. Listen, I. I I'm not saying that I give up, <laughs> but uh, he's, I'm, he's. I'm just saying that he's on my team now. He's New Zaddy. <laughs> yeah. It's like all right, guy. <laughs> uh, and we're introduced to uh, the council. Essentially, Shigaraki takes the stage. He calls this new villain organization is called the Paranormal Liberation uh, Front, uh, trying to appeal to them by like mixing their thing up. And uh, the main head honchos, the lieutenants of this new army, are the League of Villains that we already know. Dobby, uh, Spinner, uh, Twice, Mr. Compress, Toga, along with uh, your boy, uh, Mr. Si- uh, what was his name? Uh, Skeptic. Skeptic. And I guess Curious survived because she's here too. No, she's dead. No, that girl. What girl? That's Curious. Where? Look. That's not curious. That's the ice uh, person. We just didn't know. Oh, I'm bugging then. I thought it was. Dog, she's dead. They even said that she got killed. She got dropped from 40 feet. (laughs) All right, I'm bugging. I saw a lady and I was like. Nah, that threw me off at first too, but I just kind of seen the coat. I didn't know. And I knew. Because I was already expecting that, like, oh, the ice person is around. Then I was like, oh, no, you're right. I I didn't put it together. The whole time I was thinking, like, they didn't use the ice guy? And, they, and that person's guy. really strong because, you know, Shigaraki couldn't really. 
She's at least as strong as Sugar Rocky. It sucks because she's the only one in her his team that died. Well, not Sugar Rocky. I mean, uh, the, the fire guy. She's the only liberation army that didn't yeah, make it this right. far. Yeah, right. Him and, and Trump. Her and Trumpet. Trumpet are here. That's Trumpet, right? Yeah. Oh, you're saying... No, no, no. You're no, the ones Curious that didn't make is it. the only one that didn't <laughs> yeah, make it. Died. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have played around with Toga like that. So, okay, so yeah. It's uh, it's Skeptic, the Ice Guy, uh, the Trumpet, and Redestro. And those are the main head hot shows. Uh, this is the Akatsuki for this series, you guys. Um, Hawks is in this crowd, we realize. Hawks is the number two hero who has been undercover trying to get in. And he realizes it's too late. The villains have now amassed ma- huge power. And after he seems to have brought Best Genus dead body to him. Yeah, you know, I only noticed now. I didn't realize the first time. I didn't know who that was. And then I just remembered, oh, yeah, they had that scene mm-hmm. when he was, like, still recovering. I don't think that's special. Yeah, genius. it's still ambiguous as to who that actually is in the sack. But even if he killed, even if it is someone else, he killed yeah, the person. Yeah, that's, you know, the other guy, the, what's his name again? The fire guy? Dobby. Dobby, he's... You know, he's really smart, and they do that a lot in this series where they say they just kind of remove the possibility for there being a plot hole down the line, you know, or like, because he says, like, look, uh, I trust you now because you definitely killed somebody either way. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think he got best genius, and that was their, his way of saying, well, probably not, but it's no big deal. You're still good with us. Yeah. You it it makes everything clean, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that, the little bit of writing he does to, to you know, to solidify his story. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between this and Bleach. Or this and some parts of Naruto. Yeah. Amongst other bad, uh, badly written scenarios. <laughs> Mostly Bleach. Mostly Bleach, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the chapter ends with uh, them heading back. They get a call from Daruma, um, Dr. Eggman. And um, they finally get the power that they're going to get. He's going to help them out. And now that's just another powerhouse in their army. Uh and Hawks is just thinking to himself, if I don't move fast, then all of Japan is done for. Uh, hell yeah, dude. This is a really fun chapter. It, it, these, these epilogue chapters is really cool world building. Uh, just a good direction. I don't even know what's going to happen after this. What could they possibly cover? Because I know the villains aren't going to strike immediately. So there's got to be another thing coming with the hero side of things. But uh, very into it. Uh, very excited. This is a great arc. Glad, uh, still number nine, dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was a really good arc. I mean, he during the process of Hawks talking, he's basically saying, like, yeah, like, you know, these guys are dangerous before, but now they're literally on a level where they can challenge the status quo of a society mm-hmm. in Japan, anyway, because we don't know what the fuck is going on in other places. Yeah, but anyway, that was uh, my hero academia, Brian Ball. So crossing my fingers for DC Universe. House of X. Ooh. Yeah, guys. House of X. <laughs> yeah. It is time. Number three. Uh, we start with Cyclops. He is ga- he's gathered his team, and they're all going to fly off to uh, the Orchid uh, place. You're going to just glance over the epic exchange between the pretentious... No, let me stop. <laughs> it's, never, it's not pretentious. I'm just, I just know Hickman. I know what he's trying to exude. So yeah. I, and I'm a little, just a little annoyed. Yeah, there's like That's a- it, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's like a there's like a little exchange between him and Magneto and Xavier. Uh, it's just like you know, Cyclops is a little doubtful, which is very unlike Cyclops. Whenever he's on a mutant crusade, to be like, <laughs> is this like a thing we should be doing? And no, he doesn't say it. It's just that Charles reads his mind, and he's like, listen, I can tell you're nervous, but it's okay. Anybody would be. 
don't be afraid to die. Your name, you'll always live forever because you'll die for crazy. the cause. Yeah, this nigga is not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would be after seeing all the shit that, you know, the previous lives of Moria went yeah. through and, you know. He so, knows. Like, yeah, I can't be friends with these people. They're fucking crazy. So their mission is to find uh, the new mother mold in space. They're building a master mold so they can build stronger sentinels and stuff and eventually Nimrod. So Yeah, who will take over the human race as well. So, so they're yeah, very smart. Their mission, go stop it before it happens. Their team is comprised of Cyclops, Wolverine, Angel, uh, Mystique, Nightcrawler. Who has an attitude. Jean Grey. She always has an attitude. She's a, yeah, she's, I heard. <laughs> My ears work. Like, bitch, I gotta make sure you're on page because you was evil before. I don't give a fuck who you're who we're working for now. So I don't want you to do no weirdo shit. And uh, two other mutants, I'm not sure who they are. Original Jean Grey. And Jean Grey, yeah. No, that's not Jean Grey. That is original G Grey. An original Jean OG. OG Grey. OG Grey. That's different from other OG Jean Grey. OG Jean. Oh, yeah. OG Jean Grey. Oh, my God. OG Grey. OG Jean Grey. OG Jean. Oh, Gene. Okay, you're saying... Okay, I yeah. get it. I got it. I'm trying to find a hard middle. <laughs> All right, so they blast off. Uh, there's, <laughs> they, they, sure, they sure do. There's exposition stuff. Exposition stuff. They talk about Project Achilles, which is a superhuman detention center. And uh, we open to a trial uh, where uh, Sabretooth is on trial. And uh, he's he's very uh, shown in badass about it too. He's just like I don't he doesn't care. give a fuck, and he's like, man, whatever prison you put me in, I'm gonna get out. I'm the man. Fucking saber tooth. I'm not a fan of saber tooth, by the way. I don't know about you. I, I don't like evil cool. people that just kill whoever. I'm not cool. I mean, I don't <laughs> like him as a person. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I mean, even as a character himself, like, oh yeah, I inherently don't like the characters that are just straight evil to the core like that, unless they've done really cool shit. And Sabretooth has not done I think it's kind of cool. entertaining in this situation where he's just like telling her, fuck off. I <laughs> guess. I'm just a little ached. Yeah. Because, dog, you did kill people and do something wrong. Yeah. Stop it, man. You deserve but, uh, to be punished. He is being, uh, he is being represented in court by uh, Emma, Emma Frost, uh, the White Queen. Uh, which is cool. I was wondering where she was in all this. She was, uh, she was in charge of the X Men school for a while. She's a pretty prominent X Men character, so it's good to see her back. She's totally on board with uh, mutants being superior to everyone. Yeah, she walks in and is just like, uh, "We are now uh, enjoying diplomatic immunity, so let him go." And yeah, he could do whatever he wants. He could go and rape a woman right now out in the streets. And because he's a mutant, he's okay. <laughs> theory. Uh, this is not the part about Hickman's writing for the story. Well, that's the thing is that he's else? not glorifying this per se. Uh, he's, he's trying to make them look really cool. I mean, yeah, but you can Which also see it as not cool. It's not I, I glorifying. Right, you know? there's perspective. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of perspective you could take when you see the stupid shit Trump says. You know what I'm saying? Some people take that their way and then get yeah, behind but no it one's gonna, this and is, vote for them. This <laughs> is a little saying? bit of a different deal. These are fictional mutant characters. I, I guess. Maybe I'm being a little too sensitive. It's just that Hickman is... I think he could do cool stuff without... Doing something so cavalier as this, you know? I think that's more the point, though, is that they're being so cavalier. Is this? But is they was oppressed. Yeah, all right, so they're oppressed, and they have a goal in mind, right? To mm-hmm. get rid of, to stop this whole 
massive annihilation from happening to mutants and humans. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I don't understand the point where Moria, where, 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 at least with Charles running this shit, right? Where, 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 or just all of the mutants in general, regardless of what they've seen in the past, it's like, all right, we just have to avoid the fucking machines and make them understand that, like, you know, we're not a threat to everybody. Yeah, I don't but under- the humans I, build the machines, you know? Yeah, but not all the humans. Just the rich and powerful ones, which is 1%. Not really. Uh, they're up. oppressed by people in rural areas, too. That's uh, the next You know what? You're right. You're right. That is the... I'm not yeah. like I'm not like out here rooting for this cavalier av- attitude at all, but I I understand that this is the story that he's trying to tell is the, the X Men being hyper proactive about their about yeah. their uh, existence as a species and preservation and all that stuff. It's not necessarily they're not meant to be seen as necessarily the good guys, you know. That's true. And, you know, another way to to, to even go further with what you're saying, like uh, they they can look at it like, look, we're we're doing everything we can to avoid annihilation, like I said before. And it's like we need all of our mutants, you know, and that's just it is what it is. Like they created a situation where the government's relied on them because they're saying, hey, we have like these flowers that can help people and and death and you know and sickness yeah. and shit so it's like you know you could also say like hey fuck you guys we know what the hell we're doing you mm-hmm. know what i'm so there is other ways to look at it yeah it's uh it's a multifaceted thing um but in any case the uh the strike team arrive on uh, the orcus station uh there's a big invasion that happens uh nightcrawler has some cool scenes here and there where he's doing recon <laughs> yeah. uh, it's classic x-men shit i really yes, like it it definitely is uh and you know, they get pretty far on this. Uh, there, there's a human on the orchestra station who's in charge of security on there. Uh, he locks all the doors as they're bursting in through the ceiling, like slowly breaking through. And he builds himself like a little like suicide bomb thing as he's directly underneath their ship. And he, exp- and he blows himself up along with the X-Men on the ship. Yeah, the whole, the whole And that's where the issue ends. Uh, it's seemingly that all these X-Men on the strike force are dead. Um, yeah, that's what that's what it's looking like. You have to do that seven more times. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a fucking. I, I don't. I don't want to believe that they all just got bodied well, like that. He all, Hickman also does this where he just cash just kills off like a cash. <laughs> you know what? At the beginning of House of X, uh, you did have these people being birthed out of these like pods and shit. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, we also had this theory. We talked about this off mic where it was the, the our theory is that this whole thing, these this mini series with powers in House of X and in Moria's uh 10th death. Cuz we only got to 9. Ah, uh, yeah, cuz they said there's going to be either 10 or 11 lives. Mm-hmm. And the rest of this Hickman run is going to be her 11th and yes, final life after presumably. dealing with yeah. And it, yeah, I think I think that's just the most natural organic way yeah. for it to go, so and this for is the progression wh- of it being interesting. You so know? this is why in this particular scenario, the, all these X Men can die, and yeah. they'll yeah. be back for this eleventh and final try at things. Yeah, uh, but in any case, quality keeps up like motherfucker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is very fun. I haven't commented on X Men uh, this art. It's fucking fire. Oh God, yeah, it took the words out of my mouth. And you know what, man. Make no mistake, um, even though I had a lot to say about that scene, it's things like that 
that makes a series good in the first place for you to pr- promote that type of thought because yeah. I wasn't just mad that he wrote something on paper. I was upset at at what it implies and what it and what it can represent. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a mark of a good series in my opinion. Well, yeah, when you can I- invoke those type of feelings and, th- and thoughts of people. That he's getting his message across one way or another. You yeah, it's it, it would be a boring thing if all superhero comics were just all the heroes were altruistic in nature. Yeah. You need to have that variety and morality. And if there's anybody who's going to go through that, it's the X-Men. It's the, it, yeah. So I, it is. The, it's, we're in that territory. But uh, I'm into it. Here for it. Uh, Brian Boss randomized. Week me. after week. <laughs> yes. Fuck Doomsday Clock. <laughs> Black Clover. We are ending with Black Clover today. Uh, Black Clover, chapter 217. Uh, VGC, you know what that stands for? No. Very good chapter. <laughs> Do you mean that? Because usually, <laughs> you don't you usually don't. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay, so uh, Sekere and, Bla- and Asta, I almost called him Black Clover. <laughs> <laughs> <And Bla- laughs> uh, they arrive at uh, the Clover Kingdom Parliament court, uh, Courthouse, where they are on trial. Well, you know, they just went in to go ask. They're supposed to go in as witnesses just to get their testimony. But then, right? yeah. Which you're not under arrest for, guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If anybody puts handcuffs on you if you for testimony, it's not a good thing. Yeah. You need your lawyer ASAP. Yeah. Then uh, shut up. Don't say a fucking word. <laughs> Bleed the fifth. Um, they are introduced to uh, the chairman uh, The chairman of the courthouse, Damnatio Kira. Uh Probably of the royal family himself. Yeah, one of those. Uh, they he has these scales. He's just lobbing all these accusations at Asta and uh, and Secre. You know, uh, Asta is just a, a peasant with no parents. Secre has no record as of her birth or you know that even the, she exists. But her horns are indicators of demon magic. I mean, he's not. He's not like it's not like he's off the mark with he's anything. Building he's building a solid case. He is, <laughs> you know, not saying that fucking lawyer proof, but yeah, you know, he's a prosecutor. And then he just goes up to Asta and whispers to him, "This trial only had two options: either we convict <laughs> you as a devil, or the magic knights pay for their sins." I don't see why that had to be the two outcomes because well, because the elves they, got taken over. They got taken over by elves. Yeah, so. but I guess the point is that the nobles don't give a fuck. Their their town was destroyed. And it, and oh, and they want to blame someone. They don't yeah, want to accept that it was just some mm, r- bullshit with elves and devils. They want to, yeah, yeah. So okay. he's uh, basically saying, if there's no devil, then we'll simply have to pass judgment on everyone in order, starting with Mary. Uh, Who's not in the order, by the way? Gauche's sister. I mean, like, what order are you going by? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gauch's sister Mary is being accused. Uh, you know she's a ruined noble. Her, her brother's an ex-convict. Uh, so if a devil truly existed, no doubt she was manipulated. So they're about to like <laughs> like fucking execute this girl. And yeah, man, no no hesitation with their super special wands. Oh, so people do have wands in this. Mm-hmm. They was just like avocadabra, yeah. and uh, they they fire off for something. And Asta comes in in his like half demon form and saves her. And uh, I guess shit's about to get popping. Yeah, he. <laughs> it's like he knew he was like, yeah, 
We're going to aim at this little girl, and he's going to show us this devil, and then we could just get along with it. Yeah, I know how to manipulate even, a shonen hero. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, watch this. Yeah, so y'all remember? Y'all got the girl, right? Okay, bet. We're about to start this. He's coming in. Mm-hmm. He knew. Like, yes, he says, and we won't even attempt to reach an understanding with a devil. And that's he knew. He was like, ends. you're a devil, and this is what it was coming down to. I like this chapter. Yeah, um, it was cool. That, I, that's why I said VGC. I never what know. What does that stand for, Brian? Very good chapter. Yes. <laughs> I never know with you. <laughs> it's okay. We got to keep them on the toes. Yeah. Well, I like this. Uh, you know, I'm not always going to shit on Black Clover. This is, uh, is you know. I'm going to always shit on Baruto, even when it's good. <laughs> credits where credits do. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it for us, right, Brian? We don't have anything else. All oh, right. yeah. Yeah, we did it. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I appreciate it. You can find me at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37. Presumably at Saucy Brian Bossy at New Jump City. I am the Dominican Justin Bieber. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, find us on Inst- on uh, uh, fuck the email. <laughs> I'm fucked up. I'm very tired. <laughs> at New oh, wait. At New Jump at City. City. Pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, email stuff. Give us words to read. Uh, Leave some iTunes reviews, please. We need praise. Uh, we work hard for this. Or criticism. <laughs> yeah. You know, tell us what we could do better, but m- mostly praise. Uh, <laughs> find us on Spotify. We're on that. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Yeah.